let's face it, most of us either like to watch football or play football, whether it's professional, college, or high school. But keep in mind, most of them people that play, they got their start somewhere, and more than likely, it was probably in rec football. And right now, the Joppatown Seahawks are holding registration for football and cheer. We'll have a link right here on the podcast in the podcast notes and also on our website, HartfordCountyLiving.com. So go on there and sign up. Again, that's the Joppatown Seahawks football and cheerleading program. My name is Rich Bennett. I want to thank you for tuning in to Hartford County Living. On this episode of Hartford County Living, myself and Lyle Garrity sat down with a group of gentlemen from the Susquehanna River Fishing Club, Darwin, Chris, Josh, and Lil. And talking to them about, oh my God, just some of their experiences on fishing and some of the myths and everything about certain types of fish, like snakehead fish. It's just unreal. I was floored by what these guys do. And a couple of them are out there every day in their kayaks, mind you, every day fishing. As a matter of fact, when we recorded this, uh, a couple of them had gone out early in the morning and they were ice fishing. This just shows how dedicated these guys are. So sit back and listen. This is a, a great podcast. And who knows, afterwards, you may decide to go out and try to catch some snakehead, some brown trout or something else and just bake it, fry it, or throw it on the grill this weekend. the Harford County Living Podcast with Rich Bennett. Thank you for coming and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorites RRS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's join Rich Bennett and his special guest. Nice and warm in here, thank God. Yeah, it feels good. I'm still frozen. We were <laughs> ice fishing before we came. Really? Yeah. Well, up, up at the Susquehanna, I take it. Where, whereabouts? Perryville. Any luck? A little bit. Wait a minute. Before you came, what time did you go out there? Six. <laughs> Man. It's cold. These guys are true fishermen. <laughs> it was cold. Story. They're out every day. A little bit. So when you guys go out there on the I mean, we're... You mainly go to the flats or closer to the dam, above the dam? All of it. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole It just thing. depends on what's, what the season is, I guess. Yeah. But what Well, obviously, doing. you're shop, or shopping, fishing year year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ice fishing, man. When's the last time anybody's going ice fishing down this way? Last year we did it. Did you down yeah, here on yeah. the gunpowder? No, no, not down here. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But up on the river. Yeah. Wow. Same thing, froze over. That was, now, what are you that hit- was a fun year. <laughs> what are you hitting when you go ice fishing? Yellow perch. Yeah. Yellow perch, okay. Not all the bass or anything. Occasional walleye. Mm-hmm. And you guys get you guys are going to get the stripers, too. Yeah. 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 Now, how long has the club been in existence? The club? Yeah. Uh, I want to say it's going on its eighth year. 
You guys been around that long? Yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. First of all, it wasn't really a club then. It was Susquehanna River Fishing Club, but it was more just a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, it's always been about entertainment. It's just an entertainment site. And then the last two years, we made it into official a club where you can join. Last year we did a do. This year we're not doing dues. We're uh, we're going to do some tournaments, and it's going to be pay-in tournaments. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, it's a, it is an LLC. It's you know, it's basically a business for lack of a better word, but. Uh, yeah, so Don started eight years ago. He was just, you know, made a made a Facebook page and just posting pictures and mm-hmm. posting other people's pictures, and uh, it's kind of turned into what it is today. How many members? So paid paid members this year, <laughs> we have around a hundred, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, then you know, just the Facebook page, it's like twelve thousand likes. So wow. it's it's, a, it's yeah. yeah, it's grown yeah. grown in popularity. Now, uh, you said it's a business. Have you guys ever thought about going nonprofit? Yeah, we're so that's what's that's the next step. Okay, just because it's easier to get you know donations from people that way. Well, I was going to say because of all the snakehead fish and all that, I would think, I would hope you'd be able to get grants for that because aren't they? Yeah. I mean, isn't the government everybody begging for people to get the damn snakeheads out of here? It's, it's weird, you know. <laughs> there, it's that that is it's honestly that's a big misconception about okay. snakeheads is it's not. It's not illegal to release snakeheads as long as you release them in the same water that you caught them. I thought they were invasive, eating the other they fish. Are, they are invasive, but that being said, they've been down at the Potomac for 15 years, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that, and they still have bass tournaments yeah, there. Bass I didn't realize they'd been there that long. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. The big thing with snakeheads is, you know, they, they coexist. Lou's actually the, the biologist here, so he probably has <laughs> oh, better really? terminology. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm studying in Frostburg for earth science, but I'm going into fisheries biology. Um, after I graduate this May, but the, the snakeheads kind of fill a different niche than the bass, like a different, like a different position, basically, like a job position in the waterways around here. They eat, they eat the same fish, but at different times and in different locations. And largemouth bass and smallmouth. And All right. So, bass. what is the? Pr- it's not snakehead fish or frankenfish. What's the actual proper term for it? A snakehead. Yeah. Like northern snakehead. I don't know the scientific name. Northern snakehead. Yeah. These are. Yeah. Northern that's snakeheads. the species. There's the northern. A, there's a lot of different snakehead species, but these come from like northern Central Asia. Bullseyes in Florida. Yeah. yeah they're southern. more southern fish. Those are bigger. They, but they need warmer water. To go off what Lou's saying about you know they fill that different niche. They also have add more forage for bass and, mm-hmm. and pickerel oh, and other yeah. fish. Yeah, they they spawn so many times. Like nobody really knows how many times they can spawn a year. It just depends on the water conditions. But they can you know these guys have gone down to Blackwater and seen fry all fry year. balls yeah. all year. The locals, really? the locals tell me up to five times a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We've caught them, yeah, throughout the whole year. <laughs> every other time, maybe with fry. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the, the bass will come in and the eat twenty of them and everything. Yeah, Wait a minute. The bass are coming in and eating the snakeheads. The, the snakehead snake fry. fry. Yeah, the, the baby. Oh, uh, the baby snakeheads. Yeah, yeah they'll, okay. they'll come and rush a fry ball and eat a bunch of them. So in a way, I mean, it's not as bad as everybody said. In a way, it's also no. good. Kind of balancing each other out. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. in the beginning, they kind of go rampant and go crazy, but it seems like they balance out eventually. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a guy in our club, um, Stephen uh, Cambreros, I think. Yeah. I, I'm, I could be butchering his last name there. <laughs> but he just, he's getting ready to release a, uh, like a series. He went and met with this snakehead specialist that lives in Virginia. I can't think of the guy's name. Nice. Eric. Eric. Yeah. And, uh, the guy is like the leading expert on the northern snakehead, and you know he's basically trying to put those myths to bed that they're right. going to kill everything, and you know they're this frankenfish, and 
when in you know actuality they're a great sport sport fish. I mean, people travel. They're, they're amazing. I mean, I these gonna, guys yeah. are traveling hours at a time to yeah. get down and catch them. I was going to ask, dude, they put up a good fight. Oh, like, oh really? Second mm-hmm. to none. I mean, it's the top water bite on them. Yeah, they're mm. aggressive. Oh, so it's top water, not bottom. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can you catch, catch them on okay. and whatever, but the top big draw is the top, top water. Is the ma- the, the just the, they like show themselves before they hit the lure. It's just exciting. You'll see, really? you'll see like yeah. a swirl or and a wake. A, yeah, a wake. you in. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, then, wow, we got to get out fishing again. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so guys definitely fun. hit them up. They're a lot of fun. You'll so, see it wake, yeah. and then it'll stop or something, so you have to throw it back out <laughs> and try to get it to come back. And Wow. Yeah, and then it's real fun from a kayak, fighting a big one. Big snakehead from a kayak. There's. I was, I, <laughs> I was going to ask about that because I see a lot of people fishing from kayaks. These things have to be monstrous. I mean, the kayaks. Oh, yeah. don't you have a live well I mean, you see how big there? I am. Yeah, I'm no. 350 pounds. You don't have a live well in yours, right? I don't. They make a live well that bolts them. I have what's called a Hobie, it's the pedal drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 14 foot long. It's got like a 650 pound weight limit. So, I mean, it'll hold some weight. What's the weight limit? 650. Wow. Yeah. Dang, my vibe's 550. I'm surprised. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Pretty good. Extra 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, kayaking has just erupted in the last yeah. 10 years, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the sky's the limit now. Now everybody's getting towards motorizing them and, and you know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't for mine. Yeah, for I mean, a kayak. Yeah, uh-huh. right. I mean, I mean the aftermarket. News, why not? <laughs> the aftermarket for them is just, it's crazy. I mean, it, it is. Just, it is. You know, it's like a it's it's like uh, uh, bass fishing. You know, kayak bass fishing. They just gave uh, I want to say first price was over a hundred thousand yeah. dollars for one tournament. Yeah. So it's you that, know no, it's that was the championship. The right? champion, yeah. yeah which it takes. There's a couple steps to get into the national championship, but a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's yeah. a good. Is pay, that that's actually a good sponsored pay by yeah, bass? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh, Torquedo, which is actually okay. a sponsor of ours this year. They're a big big name uh, tor- uh, sponsor for them. Uh, Bonafide Kayaks is another one that's really big on sponsoring KBF. KBF was like the first bass kayak bass fishing tournament series. Okay. So they really got in there, you know, while it was fresh and kind of set a name for themselves. So they're they're the ones when it comes to kayak bass fishing. Is that what the majority of the members use, kayaks? Yeah. yeah. We do have really? a couple of boaters, yeah. but, yeah, most of our members are all kayakers. Which is awesome because, you know, we all meet up and go out mm-hmm. together and, uh, you know, the camaraderie with the kayak and is, you know, you just pull up next to your, your buddy. We all link up together. Even the boaters come on. Yeah, even the boaters. Yeah. So, like, this weekend or uh, this last weekend, we all, all of us went out except for Lou. And uh, we went over to Perryville <laughs> and we were just, you know, pretty much just hanging on the docks, fishing, talking, laughing. Yeah. So, it's, you know. There was probably like nine, ten of us. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of us out there. Got awesome. little heaters in these things. Yeah, yeah I wish. <laughs> yeah, as much money as I got into mine, I should. But yeah, no, we do wear dry suits though, survival okay. suits when we're out there. I mean, then you guys go all out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Nothing, like when we're in cold weather like this, yeah, you got to be prepared. Put skis on the bottom of the kayak. Yeah. Push it on out right. there. He he was breaking through ice last year. Yeah, last Get year. out of it in a which, kayak. Yeah, which in hindsight wasn't really the smartest no, thing, but. but it was, cool you know, it was fun. <laughs> I flipped mine about six weeks ago. If I didn't have a dry suit, I probably would have died. Yep. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. So they're not easy to roll back over then? <laughs> they are. I climbed on top of it and just paddled it upside down to shore. Right. <laughs> I hit a strong rip current in a, uh, the C&D Canal. And it rolled. I was going under a bridge. I shouldn't have done it, but 
<laughs> so you guys are going, I mean, everywhere. Not just yeah, we, I mean, oh, yeah. you're going mm-hmm. everywhere. Well, well, I'm in, since I'm in Frostburg, I kayak Deep Creek Lake all the time, Yachtigany oh, nice. Reservoir, on uh, Savage River Reservoir. They're really so awesome much. to kayak. Full of yellow perch and bass. And there's a little lake closer to school called New Germany. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. tiger muskie in there. I got three in there last year. Not off a kayak, but um, I plan on fishing that lake in my kayak this year and trying to get a few. They were fun. Now, yeah. you, you talked about tournaments. How do you guys, I mean, have you guys actually held any tournaments? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year we had, uh, let's see, six tournaments. Yeah, last year's tournament. eight tournaments. Eight, 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 eight tournaments. Eight, yeah. eight tournaments. Plus our, we have the, the Snakehead Roundup every year, which is down in Cambridge. That's the Snakehead Tournament. Um, but oh, that wow. wasn't included in our membership. That was an extra just paid-in tournament. But uh, we had eight tournaments for our members. Um, majority of them were on the flats. Um, there were a couple. We had one down in um, Dundee Creek, Dundee Creek, was which was a dud. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, no back in the day, that. like I'm sure you guys remember Dundee. That was yes. the place to bass fish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody caught a single fish. No. Nope. Really? Yeah. It was also Out money. of like. How many we had people? Two above the dam and one at Mariner. Too. We do, yeah, we do have the one up at Conowingo Lake and Mariner. Uh, Mariner. Mm-hmm. Oh, here at Mariner. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We did have one. Have, there. How did you do here? And people caught fish that good. one, so <laughs> <laughs> it was better than Dundee. But uh, some of them had two heads. Well, and the thing about yeah. the, I mean, the, you know, you guys know how fishing is. You know, yeah. you could go out and do everything right and still never catch a fish. Sure. Like me yeah. and Chris were talking about it the other day. You know, people yeah. say they don't get skunk fishing aren't fishing enough. Oh, yeah. You know that's part of fishing. You're gonna get skunked. You're gonna you got to learn from those skunks and and move on. But yeah, that that day at Dundee, we even had boats. There was two boats, weren't there? Yeah, I was two, on yeah, Lou was on one. Yeah, we we ran from we got we ran down down the bay a little bit and then we ran all the way up to the Bush River. That we ran out of gas at Otter Point and had to get gas. We were on Eve rolling into the into the docks. That was fun. Was, we went everywhere and still couldn't find a fish. Just one of them day. days. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we that was real funny. We were like, we just didn't know what to do. But, and the cool part about like, our tournaments, they're not super competitive, right? And, yeah, you know, yeah. right like, there's a couple guys that are super competitive yeah. with it, but yeah. most of the guys it's still are healthy. Very good to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, at the Dundee, we, you know, everybody probably fished hard for two hours, and then it was pretty much just a hangout session. <laughs> yeah. the rest of the day. Well, just like on the flats too. We all were like, yeah, hey, let's go eat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But you yeah, know, well. it's it's a good, and that's what we're after. We're after for the the brothership, the right. the you know the closeness of it, and not really the competition. I mean, you know, winning an extra five hundred bucks on a Saturday, sure doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah right. you know, but uh, it's it's just for the the fun of it. And this year, no, you're not charging dues. For this year, no dues. Strictly tour- just tournament. If you want to compete the in the tournament, because a lot of people, uh, you know, they paid, but they weren't really into the tournaments, right. and it it kind of scared them away. So. We're just trying to to get back to, you know, if you want to pay to be in the tournament, you can pay to be in the tournament. So. Average, what what's it running for a tournament for, for somebody going the buy-in? I want to is it sixty? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's sixty, yeah. yeah. It's sixty, and then it's an eighty percent payout. So yeah. wow. Don will, you know, keep his fees for. We use a an app on your cell phone called iAngler, so okay. it's a catch and release tournament. None of the fish are harmed. That you know, you catch them, you put them on a. It's called a bump board, uh, which is just a measuring device. Mm-hmm. Snap a picture of it. Uh, you upload that to the app, um, and that shows. It gives you a GPS location of where you caught the fish. Uh, the length of it, and then it's based off of length. So no, no weight like Bassmasters or that. Right. Or be make sure the all. mouth's closed on that. Yeah, one. make sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get penalties. So, and then Don, do what? Yeah, you you leave the mouth open. It adds some length to the fish. 
Really? Yeah. So they deduct a no, buddy of ours lost a last year. Inches or so off. Yeah. Of right. Mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even the uh, the KBF series that we were talking about earlier, they had a big uh, scandal this year. A guy cut a tail off of a fish, and when he was landing on the board, he held his hand over the end of the fish with the tail <laughs> sticking out the other side to add another. <laughs> Two or three inches. Oh, so yeah, he he. Got, I, I don't remember what ended up. I know they prosecuted him for it, but uh, that's a big big money tournament. Yeah, they, yeah. That's stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, people go through all lengths. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy. Another thing too on the on a tournament day, Don gives it uh, just a, a card or some kind of identifying mark, and you lay that on the board next to the fish. So you know, try to prevent cheating or authenticate it. Yeah, yeah. You can't say, "Oh, I caught the you caught a fish last week," and you want to try to upload it during the tournament. Exactly. Right. And the cool thing with like iAngler, it tells when you if I upload a picture from my gallery, it'll tell when I took the picture. So if I uploaded one today, but it was from yesterday, it would say you uploaded it yesterday. Right. Yeah. So you can't cheat. No. Yeah. I mean, there's ways hard. to cheat. You know, well, if you yeah. want to cheat, you're going to cheat. But, but yeah, it tries. Better hope you're in an area that has cell phone coverage too. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Well, you can, yeah, and you can you can submit the pictures at the end of the day with like if you were just to use okay. a regular digital camera, it allows for that also. But as long as it's a date stamp, the same day. Yeah, your date yeah. stamp, and you're going to have that that daily marker right. that you got that right. morning before you went out. Now, you don't go out using your phone, do you? I mean, you're rolling kayaks. So <laughs> he got it. He got his brand new phone. And what was it? The day net? Day later? Twelve hours later. Twelve hours later, he spent eight hundred dollars on this phone. And <laughs> it's the only thing that survived. We ended up catching three of my rods, but most of my gear. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And one of the rods was his was his father's that. Yeah. Is not here, so he, it was a ve- you know a very very important yeah. rod to him. Right. And you you caught it, didn't you, Chris? I, we didn't get the, that one. You back. didn't get that one we back. Had, uh, we got. Oh, I thought you got that one well, back. We got his custom. We got his custom. Oh, yeah, he, man. he got my. He had two of my rods with him that day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're putting all this money into the kayaks. And what's the average cost for somebody? I have the the big. I got the big dollar rig probably yeah. in the club. Okay. I probably got five grand in it. Yeah, I got a lot of money. My kayak new was thirty eight, thirty six hundred. I've got a torpedo <laughs> motor which was nineteen hundred. You can get a good one for yeah. seven hundred to a grand. You can. Yeah, I spent yeah. the sky's the limit. On mine, it's a thirteen foot kayak, nice and comfortable. I spent thirteen thousand on mine. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why didn't you get a boat? <laughs> so, yeah, so Chris just came over to the dark side. He has yeah, the pedal drive now. Now the in the kayak industry, it's all about the pedals. You know, yeah. just easier. It's more efficient. But uh, that you still have your hardcore guys that easier like to the paddle. These guys, yeah, these guys are still paddling. But, I got yeah. a motor. Oh, he's, he's got the motor. Yeah. By you, this year. <laughs> you can spend anywhere that you can spend anything on a kayak. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, I had a little sit-in. I mean, all season last year, just a little, little sit-in kayak, and we were out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's well, that's a good question. Um, do you guys? Use or prefer sit-ins or sit on tops or sit on tops. Sit on tops for sure. Really? They're just more mobile for fishing. You can yeah. move around a little more. And a little yeah, more kind of makes sense. Yeah. More more it's easy to flip a sit-in too, <laughs> especially if you're taking from the pro. If you're grabbing a forty or fifty pound rockfish, it's mm-hmm. easy to flip. Yeah, trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture of one from last year. I caught well, maybe like 30, 30 some pounds, and there's a picture of me holding, and you can see. 
my water line <laughs> is like super close. Like water yeah. Inside. <laughs> yeah, most of the uh, sit on top kayaks you can actually stand on now too. Yeah, I can, stand, I can stand on my vibe. They can stand on their hobies. I can stand on mine when boats fly by, making four foot waves, no problem. Mine's it's like a, a surfboard in there. <laughs> I was say, it yeah. like a, wow. It's like a sup or something, like a stand up paddleboard or. Mm-hmm. I took a. It wasn't my personal Hobie, but I took a Hobie out into the ocean down in uh, near Miami last last year. So that gives you an idea what kind of stability they. They're, <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah, yeah I, call, I actually caught a sailfish from it. Really? Yeah. 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 From, was, a kayak. from a kayak. From mm-hmm. kayak. It was awesome. So these things have come a long way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah. like when you tell people you kayak fish, they're like, "Man, you're crazy," but you know. They're real. They're super. I mean, yeah, they're I mean, almost a boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say because I've seen some that have you know the depth finders and all that. Oh, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, sure. you yeah. have one on you? Oh, yeah. I don't. I have yeah. one. Yeah. But, oh, you don't uh, have it? Remember, I rolled it. What? So, so oh, I uh, was fishing Lapidum area for the striper, the trophy striper run mm-hmm. last year in April, and uh, somehow I don't know what happened, but one of my drain plugs came out. So I'm, you know, was out there for two or three hours. I was with my buddy Fox at the time, and uh, I started noticing that my boat was listing. And you know, if your boat starts listing, you got water. In it. Right, right. So I opened up my center hatch, and it was just full of water. Oh. So no, I called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like out in the middle of the water. They were running like 80, 70 to eighty thousand uh, CFS, which is pretty good water movement. N- enough that you wouldn't want to swim much in it right, right, <laughs> and right. uh so i called my buddy and he came over and i started loading my gear in his uh kayak and he has a motor on his as well and he just was powering me over to the shore and we got within 100 yards or so and there was actually another club member there that has a boat and his name's connor and we were yelling to him and uh so he brings his, his boat over to my, to me and it just mine was completely full of water at that time it was like coming up into the floors and i mean it was it was crazy so <laughs> as soon as he made that turn to come up to the side of it my boat just titanic on me it just rolled and in doing that my buddy i don't know if he he, he said i fell into him i don't know and uh, so he rolled so we're both swimming in it was like 40 45 degree water maybe something like that we both had dry suits on and uh there was another uh, girl there named Kayla Hale. She's a local, and uh, she came over and got my buddy in his boat. And I'm just worried the whole time about my boat. It's completely underwater. I'm like, if, if I let go of it, it's gone, you know. <laughs> so we got it tied up, and I carry a really nice uh, DSLR camera with me for, you know, taking pictures. And I had I had it in a dry bag, and oh. I had uh, – <laughs> so the dry bag's gone. We couldn't find it. It's this bright orange dry bag. I mean, you're not going to miss it. So no, it's just gone. It's gone. I mean, it's nowhere to be found. So right. by then, another boater came out and picked me up, and we tied off my boat to his, and we kind of putted around trying to see it. It was right before dark, so you know you're losing light. And uh, on the way back to the dock, my buddy Fox was already back at the dock. Well, he had flipped his kayak over, and the dry bag had actually got hooked on one of his rod holders, nice. so it was laying <laughs> under his kayak. So he's holding it up, and I'm screaming, you know. <laughs> the guy in my boat's probably like, this dude is nuts. Like, what is in that bag, you know? But, I mean, honestly, it was probably a fifteen to $1,600 bag at that point. Sure, and, yeah. uh, so How much? It, it was probably fifteen to $1,600. I had my DSLR nice camera, camera in it. In there, I had a wow. nice lens on it. And then mm-hmm. I, may, I maybe had a GoPro and, like, a one of those little remote chargers or something in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we get back. By the time we get back, the EMTs are there. I mean, 
Havre Grace Fire Department was on it. Like, I, I mean, I was probably in the water like 10 minutes. And by the time we got to the dock, they were there. Yeah. And, wow. you know, we come up and we're in our dry suits and they were just like, oh, they're in dry suits. Everybody leave. So they all just, <laughs> yeah. they're like, they're good. They're walking. You're like, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, so then we got everything back into the dock and, you know, pulled up and uh, it smoked my fish finder. It was underwater the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I found out it was one of the drain plugs were just gone. You guys are really serious about. And then I came out stuff. the next the next weekend, and I caught a forty two inch rockfish out there. Yeah. So what? It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So yeah. Did you get your camera back or no? Came. I got the camera back. Okay. So I ended up losing. I was loaning a rod to my buddy Fox, which is a, it wasn't a very nice rod. It was just a you know throw. I, I didn't mind losing it, and I lost a GoPro, <laughs> and my my fish finder. So it was all a pretty all, it was it was pretty expensive. Uh, learning experience we'll right. call it yeah. now the drain plugs are all on my checklist before i go you know <laughs> but uh no i did the same thing about about 12 what is this, 2000 about 13 years ago 14 years ago up at cadoras god was getting out of my kayak my foot slipped on a slimy rock and i had my camera <sighs> in the water it went ruined i tried soaking it in alcohol yeah you know, displaced the water didn't do it oh. totally gone i think you weren't you you might have been on that trip Man, yeah, that's boy, tough. That was, I, so I can, I can, yeah. I can feel for that. Yeah, that was a big loss. <laughs> was it a DSLR camera? Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah. At least yeah. that. At least then, at least you could get your pictures off of it. You know, yeah. if it was a really old camera, you'd just be. Yeah. No, I did luck. get the pictures, but yeah, the camera went. Yeah. Uh, now oh, we know man. to make stuff float proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Or get insurance rod. on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. They do offer insurance now. Yeah. You can get insurance for your kayaks and gear and all that yeah because mm-hmm. you didn't have insurance on your fish finder no, did you? no. <laughs> which it wasn't i mean in the grand scheme of things you can spend thousands on fish finders right yeah. and uh it wasn't a very expensive one so yeah. uh, no i gotta ask this then i mean all the money into the kayaks you got the fish finders and now we knew the cameras eight hundred dollar phones <laughs> right what's your average cost you're spending on your rod and reel I build custom rods, and all these guys have gotten custom rods from me. You build them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I build them to order. But, uh, yeah, he still has his. He's, I think, do you still have yours, Chris? Mine was broken a car. Oh, that's right. Oh. And then he messed up his and his Hobie. <laughs> yeah. But they run from 150 to the sky for price, yeah. just depending on what parts you get. That's just for the rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. you pair with a $250 reel, $500 setup. That's what mine is. Hopefully my, my wife isn't Socratic. listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I spend like 50 on a rod, 50 on a reel, but yeah. I spend like 500 $150 rod and reel setup from the store is usually a pretty good bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, it comes down to this. You know, if you want to buy something that's going to last for a year, right. as much as these guys use their gear, you know, you buy a cheap rod or reel. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. not so much the, the rod, but the reel, you're, it's going to be, you know, sticking and, and it's not going to be smooth it's after a last. year. Where yeah. if you yeah. spend the 250 you know, it's going to last. Right. Yeah, I used to go through a, I, I trial fish a lot with my ultralight rod and reel. Mm-hmm. And I usually go through a, a reel a year. Because I use them so much and I never clean them. Stick them <laughs> in sand and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I finally spent the money on a nicer one, two hundred fifty dollar reel, and I it's lasted like two and a half years. But I even dunked it in the Savage River in Western Maryland last year. It was like eighteen degrees out. It froze solid. Wow. 
Well, it's, it still works. Stratic? Just, just like new. Yeah. yeah. So you, but you it do clean that solid. one every year, right? <laughs> no, I still, oh, it's, I'm scared it's got to open a magnetic oil in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm scared it, to open it. I don't, every time I open a reel it, and put it back together, it comes out worse than before. So <laughs> I don't mess with it. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like messing with those. Yeah, the Stratics are expensive. It's fun. We all, all four of us have Stratic, the CI fours. Yeah, yeah. They're really, really nice. You can spend even more than that though. On a, on we were sure. We were at Cabela's yesterday. One, yes. yeah. Oh my the god. Stellas. Oh yeah. <laughs> the twin yeah. powers and stuff. Yeah. Whole, I mean, thousand dollar reels. Yeah. You know, for just bass fishing. It's not even offshore. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy I follow. I may on YouTube be embarrassed to join with. the club to yeah. go fishing now. <laughs> no way, man. No, no way. never. Hey, my Zepco's not holding. Yeah. Oh, there's well, plenty of guys using Zepco's and I mean, stuff in our club. Yeah, really. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. All, all sorts of ranges from, and everyone catches fish. It doesn't matter what you have. It's just, oh yeah. It's just when you hook that fish of a lifetime. Yeah. You want to have the best gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you want to hold that that fish. You right. don't want to lose it. That's how I think about it. <laughs> now, is everything you guys do catch a release? Oh, you got it. You got you. I was gonna say there are sometimes no. you guys go out there to catch yeah. and want to eat it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Snake no, heads everything has to be snake heads. Yeah. Snakeheads, I can't most of them. All right, I got I got to ask because I'm dying to try snakehead, and, and I've been telling my buddies. I said you catch snakehead, bring it to me because I want to cook it. Yeah. What's the best way to cook it? Grill it. Josh. Josh, Josh. Josh. What's the best way? <laughs> Deep fried. Oh yeah. Really? Deep fried. Oh my yeah. god. They look so good when they. So good. It's like a meatier version of a walleye to me. I like them just a hair better than walleye. So bread it up and just, or you just stick I the take, whole thing I in take, the deep fryer. We do it at our work. We crush up croutons, put in Old Bay lemon pepper, and I think it's cheese and garlic croutons, mm-hmm. and then put eggs, bread it, throw it in the deep fryer, just. What ninety seconds? Yeah, that? really. Like nuggets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nugget it up. Mm-hmm. Man, those, those, those are clean on so quick too. Like, you kind of gotta nugget them up because the snakeheads have like two sets of bones, from what I've found. If you do them in fillets, you're gonna be picking while you're eating. So, do you have to uh, scale? I mean, do they have scales or do they like catfish? They do have scales, them? so yeah. you don't skin them. Mm-hmm. You don't, when you fillet them, you just cut the. Yeah, you just no, cut the skin off with a knife. Okay. Yeah. So the same way. It's a really firm yeah. meat. It's it's like a really firm meat. It's not very flaky. Mm-hmm. Um, I compare it to like tuna, but it's not that reddish. It doesn't taste like tuna. It's not the yeah, reddish. But you don't want to eat it raw, probably. I wouldn't eat no. it raw. Yeah. They, they <laughs> do really have eat some freshwater fish raw. Yeah, at all, they do have um, no. worms yeah. and. Uh, Sometimes. There's another. I can't think of the name, but yeah, you want it. You definitely want to cook it. Some of the yellow perch we recently caught had worms too. Mm-hmm. A lot of those do. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. When you say worms, you mean like not little kind of like a parasite? No, no. Okay. I caught a yellow perch last year, and I was filleting it, and it had like a zit in the side of it, oh, and I yeah. popped it, and it was a worm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was gross. Luckily, it was like the last one, so I just like chucked it. I'm like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> raccoon, you did. <laughs> yeah, the raccoons around my house love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was gross. But yeah, the snakeheads—they are—they're delicious. They're really mild, no fishy flavor. Anybody yeah. would would probably. My kids love it. I read somewhere, and I guess it was on the eastern shore, but a lot of the restaurants along the shore are basically asking the fishermen to bring them in. Oh yeah, there's actually a restaurant down in uh, Baltimore, and I can't think of the name of the restaurant. Is I know the Charm guy that owns something? it. It's Charm City. It, the guy's name's Chad Wells. Is the chef? That's it. Okay. And uh, he has like a snakehead platter that he offers there 
Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He was on, I'm pretty sure he was on that PBS show, Outdoors Maryland, at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I saw it. For the, for, for the first I found, yeah, I found them on Facebook. Yeah. That's the nice thing about Facebook with fishing anymore. It's oh just like a huge network. Yeah. It's just it's the best and way to connect. Yeah, fishermen. Well, I that's mean, how I found out about you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get shoot. You guys are probably the same twenty to thirty friend requests a day. Oh yeah, and it's just all fishermen. Mm-hmm. It's just. And then, I mean, we we talk to people from, you know, Virginia to. California, right? And everyone's just—I mean, for the most part, everybody's just interacting. It's a community, pretty much, and that, yeah. that's really cool. Get to talk, to, hear different stories. You can link up and go fishing with somebody else. You know, yeah. Especially with kayak fishing, you can take your kayak wherever you need to go, and you don't yeah. need to ride on someone's boat. You can link up with them and go on any body yeah. of water, really. And Isn't there a, a local kayak thing. company? Yeah, um, Stark Star Moon. Stark Moon. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they don't make kayaks. They, they don't make them, but yeah, sell them. Okay. he's Brad a uh, uh, feel-free dealer. But uh, yeah, Brad Nelson, he was big in the whitewater world back in the day, and right, he's got a pretty interesting shop up there. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I guess with the kayak, and more people are going into the uh, fishing ones instead of the whitewater ones now. Well, whitewater still a huge oh, yeah. sport. I mean, big. that's actually I think that's really Brad's bread and butter is his, right. his connection with the, yeah. the whitewater. He still has, I mean, I follow him just on Facebook, and he always has these new up-and-coming river boats, the whitewater mm-hmm. boats, and, you know, people are traveling thousands hours, of miles yeah, to just buy this boat from right. him. He's I don't know anything about whitewater. Like this big, and it was in the world championship. I think it won. He bought really? it or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's small. It's like I was going to say, that's what, three foot? You d- I was like, is this for a midge? He's like, no, this <laughs> won the world championship. <laughs> they built a, Those guys are nuts. Up at Holwood yeah. Dam, they built a whitewater, raft, whitewater kayaking course. Yeah. Oh, really? On the Hartford County side, but up in Pennsylvania, I guess at the York County. They, they'll run it every, like, twice a month, and kayakers will show up and Who's, do the course. Oh, one of the girls in the club, doesn't she? Michelle. Michelle did that. Michelle, Michelle right? Renee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Hopewood right. Dam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really nice up there. Yep. Oh, it, yeah. And it's fun when it's low. You can walk out on the rocks and catch walleye. Yeah. I was <laughs> 30-some years younger. I'd give it a try, but no. no. <laughs> it's a little That's my thing. I want to do everything yeah. while I'm young. Yeah, you know? yeah, I want to just experience it. as much as I can experience. Right. right. You know, I don't have all the money in the world, but I'll I'll give everything I got to go, you know, try and catch this certain fish. Right. No, definitely. has to go up there now. Now, somebody that's never done this, like me, is there any place around that you know of where you could actually, like, rent a kayak first to go out there and try it? Northeast Park. They have a... Lock Raven. Lock Raven. Mm-hmm. Dundee. Yeah, Dundee. Dundee has a place. No, where you can catch fish, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah Lock, Lock Raven's probably your best bet. Honestly. Lock That's Raven. We need to. Yeah, yeah. Lock Raven yeah. needs kayaks. Yeah, yeah. They, have yeah. Ca- they have kayak for kayaks and canoes. For, I think it's like $20 for okay. a kayak yeah. to rent. Don has a, um, a guide service, if that was something you'd be interested in. Yeah. yeah. So he'd have a kayak for you and all the tackle. Okay. You could go out with him for a, a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. He mostly stays, he's a flats fisherman, he really likes to fish the flats. So, that being said, that can be a tough day of fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I, I, me personally, I've never really done very well on the flats. Right. With you might bass. get three fish, but they're usually, usually they're quality yeah. fish, mm-hmm. nice six, five pounders. And you see, you probably got a ton of boats out there anchored in everybody. Well, where we, you know, because kayaks can go where boats can't. So well, yeah, that's true. You can yeah. stay in that skinny water, the weeds, right. you know, the, which is where the fish are. Right. You want to fish those those weed lines and and, and uh, you know that that's such a thing. But mostly where we fish on the there is a back channel that has occasional boat traffic through it, but 
Just I'm, stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay out. Because now, as a kayaker, you, the boaters have to give you the right away. Right. Yeah, since you're unpowered. Yeah, yeah they're un. We're not yeah, unpowered. Yeah, unpowered. So unpowered same. or underpowered. Same, same, yeah. with, the, same <laughs> with the sailboat. Yeah. You know, sailboat has the right of way because they're unpowered. Yeah. Same yeah. thing on the trails. A pedestrian has the right of way. Yeah. Or bikes and horses and the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But yeah, there and you know, there's all these um, accessories that you can buy to illuminate yourself. They got flags with lights mm -hmm. on them and lights. You know, there's no reason everything. not to be seen on the water. Yeah. With, with my new battery <laughs> box, I have two like outlet plugs on the battery box for uh, my trolling motor. I'm going to put LED lights all in the inside of my kayak for night fishing, and then put a light bar up front so I can night fish on that off of that too. That's really fun that's night fishing. Yeah. Night fishing in kayaks are yeah. That's a yeah. Well, that's all the lights already. When I was um, before we started, that's why I asked you guys because somebody said you guys went to, to Mariner, went 100 yards <laughs> out, shined the shot at night, and then shined the lights down, and that's when you saw all the snakeheads. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you guys do a lot of night fishing then. Yeah, I do a ton do. of night fishing. That's one of my favorite yeah. things to okay. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, during Especially the summer, during the, the dam. Yeah, and during the yeah. summer, night the fishing year was flooded all year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things about the Susquehanna is all, all fishing is based upon the dam flow. Right. Yep. So if it's huge flows. even above it, even yeah. above it, if the dam's running, the fishing's not going to be good above the dam. And, and that's five hundred and forty-four miles. I forget exactly all the way up to New York. Four forty-four. What is it? Four forty. Yeah, yeah. four hundred forty miles. So then you have to it's worry well. about all. Yeah, you got to worry <laughs> yeah, about all right. that weather. And we're at the yeah, very bottom, yeah. so we get everybody's trash. I was gonna say because because yeah. I know boating and a lot of boaters said it was just miserable this year because of all. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. So yeah. Um, a lot of debris. And it started with all the ice jams that happened last year. That, yeah. It's like it never quit yeah. after that happened. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was I crazy. I went through. Um, I remember I went through Safe Harbor area just driving up towards Columbia, PA last year, and it was insane. It's like. Iceberg size. Iceberg all about the river. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, this year they had a lot of debris up in front of the dam that got dumped once they, you know, flushed the toilet per se. Yep. Yeah, there was a lot of. One of our members, Kenny Adar, did a video from down in Perryville that got like, it was over 100,000 people. He went viral for a few days. It was pretty crazy. Wow. But a lot of people just don't realize that that's what happens. Right. And it's like I said, it's a collection of everybody's trash and debris, mm -hmm. and it's not really anything that they can do because a lot of it is, you know, organic trees, branches, yeah. and when that water gets high, anything that's sitting on the bank is going to get pulled in, and then it collects at the, you know, right. each dam, and they, you know, I know Conowingo used to make efforts to try to clean it, try but to clean it's it so in. much that. Yeah. They'd spend months trying to clean this water, so they pretty much have no choice. It'll but be to, 50 years from now. Somebody will figure it out how to clean up. Just put yeah. big nets in there to yeah. catch everything. Well, they need to dredge it. Big, yeah, the yeah that's the talk yeah. now is dredging the, it. The track of the dam is it's so it's high. At its, it's level. full of sediment. Right. If you go out there with a fish finder on a boat, it's where you think it's going to be like 100 feet deep. It's probably like 25 or 30. Yeah, it's interesting because it was at one time upwards of 150, mm -hmm. 200 feet deep. Mm -hmm. Now it's the all full of sediment. The town of Conowingo is sitting under there. Yep. So you're right. It's You go out there, it's 10 feet deep, mm -hmm. yep. but it's yeah. 200 and feet of silt. The, so, so the town's now buried under dirt. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big worry is yes. if a big storm event comes through, like a 100-year flood, 150-year flood, and breaks the dam, all that sediment washes down the bay, and it's done. It'll just kill. Destroy, destroy yeah. the oyster beds, yeah. destroy the crab breeding areas. Destroy port deposit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All those new houses <laughs> yeah. they just put up, yeah. gone. 
But um, yeah. Yeah, we got the, pretty. The sediment's not good. They opened up, what, 40 something spill gates this year? I think they opened like 38. 38, and they were, they were uh, evacuating mm-hmm. Port Deposit and Havity Grace. And, yeah, Havity Grace. They were. There was flooding and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's Man, been a weird yeah. year with that dam. <laughs> it has it's, been a weird it's year. Never, it hasn't calmed down. It's just. It seems like it's just starting to start calming down and yeah. get clear again. But it's been. Yeah, totally. It's been muddy. To all get year. ramped up after all the yep. snow yeah. melt. Mm-hmm. It was clear this morning, surprisingly. Yeah, it, it's been clear the past couple weeks, the past two weeks. But for the rest of the year, it's mm-hmm. always been at least murky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the monster storm this week up in the northeast. So wait for all that to come. Oh down. yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think about all that. And then one thing, like with kayaking up there, they have a hotline you can call. Right. You know, find out what they're gonna be pushing, like the CFS and. Uh, Which they don't always stick to. Trust yeah, me. subject. It says subject <laughs> it's to change. About that, but but um, sounds like a wrestling card. Subject yeah. to change. <laughs> yeah, you gotta call that number because sometimes you could be out there and. You know, be like, oh, I'm fine out here. And right. then all of a sudden those sirens go off. You're on the other side of the dam like, and, or oh, no. island. And, yeah. <laughs> That's got to be scary, man. It is. <laughs> you got five, wow. yeah, you got five minutes Sometimes to get over. they don't even they, give you Yeah, that. they'll just no. open it. They don't. I mean, they can't really do anything. They're just like, hey. So if you're above there, you better have a motor on your kayak. <sighs> or you're going. If you're that or you're going down, down. It's going to be you're bad. You're going down. Yeah. You, That's a lot of water, water right there can, in that If the water comes on, you can, you know, if you're an experienced kayaker, you can make it down the river and get out safely. But. You're not going to be where you park. You're not going to be going east no. and west. You're going to be going south. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right there on the island, it's like a super funnel right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably yeah. the, one of the narrowest yeah. spots of the river. Wow. Man. And you're right there. Right there at the dam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got all that flow coming from the dam. That would be wild. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be I could just there. imagine that you see that. Down river, that, it starts calming. Right. Because yeah, it gets wider. But yeah. up there, it's. There was Even a guy boats, last year. It can be dangerous. Remember that yeah. guy last year that got caught? Out in the big flow like that, and flipped his kayak a couple times. No, I, it was I can't. I think his name was Carter. Oh, Carter Urban. Oh, I remember him. Don, he's one of Don's good buddies. I was oh. white perch fishing out of Lapidum one year with my friend, and we watched a. There's a little white boat on its side came down past us. And we're like, what the heck? <laughs> on its side? And then, yeah, and then two people came floating down with it, hanging onto coolers, and we got them out. <laughs> That, that's uh, the guy Andrew Workman you were talking about. He he actually had that happen to him mm-hmm. last year or the year before. He pulled this some guy like out. This was like four years ago. But uh, they said they flipped at the dam and came all the way down the river. They lost Dude. everything but their boat and their cooler. Dude. <laughs> Just floating on the, 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 the capsized kayak all the way down. On, on their cooler. On their cooler. They had a yeah. little 13-foot fiberglass dinghy that they were in with a little tiny motor. They got their boat back, but by the time we had my friend's boat and I, and then his uncle was out there. His uncle got the boat. We saved them and the, whatever gear we could find but um and they were like oh we don't want the boat anymore <laughs> they, left the boat. They, did, they did not take it they did no oh they, they were they just drove away like, we don't want it all right see you guys yeah i think we went one of the one matthew and his buddy found on the shore and uh, i think they tied uh, it up to that the last <laughs> island up near port deposit just said years ago when my son when danny was what 10 yeah, or me, when me, you, and Danny went to up there, and we rented the boat. Yeah, yeah. Little rowboat, or whatever motor on it. We yep. get out there. We're in the, you know, below the dam, but we're in the middle, fishing. Of course, I didn't catch nothing. They did. <laughs> and uh, time to go. So Law goes to start the motor. <laughs> Here comes the cord. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <Everywhere>. <laughs> could not get oh. that thing started. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, go to row back. We didn't check the boat before we left. 
there was one ore. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ore was probably a hundred years old. Yeah, dry rotted. Yep. It took. <laughs> we got back. It took us a little while. I think then we would probably would have wished the dam would have opened yeah, up. Yeah, it was hard to go in. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys ever yeah. go out into the bay? I I, I do. And now do with the new kayak I just got, I'll, I will be. Right. Yeah. But uh, the other kayak I had, I didn't trust it out there. I would trust. He got stranded. An opportunity to go. <laughs> you got stranded out there, or which time? Which time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we got stranded. But you were with me. He got sun poisoning. He got sun poisoning that day. He couldn't <laughs> move his kayak anywhere. He couldn't relaunch it because the waves were. Sinking. Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. bad. It was a city. We launched out of Perryville and floated all the way down to Carpenter's Point. Like, I don't know how many miles, mm-hmm. but. It was bad. Wind picked up to like 25, wow. 30 mile an hour. Four foot, <laughs> foot waves. It was crazy. I took mine out of. Um, <laughs> we st- we had we took a vacation to Nags Head in North Carolina. And I took I launched mine off the beach there, my kayak, and fished for like five hours just off the beach. I was trying to catch Spanish mackerel, and every time I would cast out, they'd bust over there, and I'd paddle over, <laughs> and then they'd be. <laughs> I didn't catch anything, but That's I was out. I, I put my time in. Four hours, I was out there, and they would. Just always. Now, know, how far up were you? About like 300 yards. And then that night, I did it three times, but I would launch my kayak like right before dark and paddle as far as I could. I think the one time I made it like, my, my parents guessed like 500 yards out from the beach. It was dark wow. by the time I got out there. Pitch black. It was kind of sketchy. I could see the shorelines. So I was alright. dorsal fit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but I dropped big baits, big piece of mackerel out there for a, on a shark rod we wound up catching you did a, yeah i wound up catching a pretty big a pretty big stingray like the size of that table Dang. and <laughs> as i pulled it on the shore it gave birth to like six or seven big wow. stingrays that's wild. well that's all i was wondering about the bay because one of the things i love to eat out of the bay is the cow nose ray Oh, they're yeah. a fun fight, yeah. for sure. Well, but I've never caught them. My neighbor has. He hates ketchup because <laughs> he said they're really bloody. They're a fun fight. But he said, he'll he give it, it to me to grill up. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I fished around the Bay Bridge a couple Good times, job, and uh, the Key Key Bridge. I fished there a couple times, but uh, I actually got second place in a tournament down at the Bay Bridge two years ago. It was a kayak only tournament. Bluefish. Yeah, for a tiny little bluefish, and uh, <laughs> it's just because nobody nobody, nobody else was catching. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because we went out. We you know you launch at like seven or something like that, and uh, I'd fished the Bay Bridge before in a boat. And I know that they have that like center rock pile where the the um, cables come up out of the ground, the supporting <laughs> right. cables. Right. And I've always done really well there. So, of course, I'm that's where I'm heading. And that Don Don came with me, and we were the only ones that really caught any fish that day. And we got we, we hit the time window perfect. We got in there, and it wasn't windy, <coughs> and set up, and we're catching fish. And mm-hmm. then it started getting nasty out. Well, right there, you have that big, huge concrete piling that goes all the way up to the top of the bridge. So you kind of you could hide behind it. And uh, we did good out there. Don, I can't remember what place Don got. He did good in it, too. Fourth? Yeah, yeah, okay. It was fourth. Wait a minute. You got second from a little. From a tiny little bluefish. It was like a 13 and a half He got fourth. What did he catch, a worm? (laughs) He was catching catching white. Did he catch white perches or spot? He was catching. I think he caught stripers. He caught a striper. Hmm. What's the biggest thing you guys are hitting up at the Susquehanna? Fish? Yeah. Stripers. Stripers. Yeah, Yeah, that's the biggest fish. Depends on the time of year. <laughs> well, it's, it's strippers and flathead catfish. 
stripers. Yeah, the flathead catfish are getting crazy. Oh, yeah. Has everybody, anybody ever hooked a bull shark in the upper bay? Oh, yeah. Blue? No, I never have. I've heard of them being caught down at like Carpenter's Point and, you know, Turkey Point. Oh, the bull sharks? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I get broke off or anything, I always just blame it on the bull shark. I blame it on the bull shark. Yeah, sturgeon or something. blue catfish in there, too, now. I got a 44 pounder last year. The blue cats are the invasive ones that you need to worry about. Yeah, blue cats and flatheads are both really bad. They eat smallmouth bass. You know, full-grown smallmouth bass. And you figure these things down. are, I mean, huge. Their mouths, yeah, they just bigger than gorge. their face. Right? I love yeah. catfish. <laughs> they yeah, blue, blue cats are. Used to be my favorite fish to eat until I tried the cow nose ray. Then until I'm you tried the snakehead. Have you tried a flathead? They're pretty. I'm not sure if I they're pretty good. Them. They eat. They mostly. Well, most of the catfish up there eat live fish. Is mm-hmm. what they right. Eat. Humans. A lot of people don't realize. I think the only thing I've had was well, is what we call down here, which is your, you know your regular channel cats. Mm-hmm. That's about the only. Th- I think that's the only catfish I ever had. I don't know what they saw in the stores, but flatheads are pretty good. Yeah, not to try it. No, yeah, what do they sell in the store? Like what kind of catfish? It's got to be blue. Probably cats. blue. Yeah, blue cats are huge. That's true. But so you know, flatheads get big too. <laughs> yeah, and they're farmer. Well, a lot of the farmers' farm catfish race. I see are channel yeah, catfish. That's what I would you eat farm-raised fish? I don't anymore. I don't really buy because fish anymore. I usually have some in stock. So. <laughs> keep them in stock. Yeah. yeah. In stock. <laughs> I, had, I keep a lot of walleye from Deep Creek while I'm out at Frostburg. Helps with my food costs. I usually, you know, I probably kept 10 last semester. 10 in four months, but... Yeah. That's where we're going for a cookout. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Good way it's, to go. Yeah. Deep Creek Lake's awesome for walleye fishing. They're not huge, but... You catch ten or fifteen in a night. Nice. I usually I night fish for them. I never really catch them well during the day, but I'll stand out on, under the on the banks of the deep creek at like one in the morning, and they're usually turn on at like two or three in the morning. Mm. It was so. like the year of the walleye this this <laughs> year. Got my personal Every, I'd say yeah. Me and Chris both got personal yeah. best walleyes this nice. year. Josh, how much? Josh lost one, <laughs> <laughs> and then I caught it. <laughs> oh. You just have nothing but bad luck, don't I, I lost a huge walleye. He, he was looking at it for a while. I don't know what he was looking at it for, but. <laughs> he, he was saying, go ahead. You Blame it on the net, man. <laughs> Somebody was supposed to net it. And they, they go to grab this net that don't even reach the water. <laughs> How can a net not reach the water? You're in a kayak. No, no, no we, were we were on a wharf. Yeah, we were up at the dam. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a what seven foot eight. Foot? It depends on the water, yeah. Yeah, but I've swung them up over there before. He was just sitting there waiting. You know, we we saw the fish. It was a nice walleye, and uh, I thought it he was, was just sitting fish. there waiting, and yeah. it just it finally, you know, shut the hook. Yeah, it was terrible. For Josh. I was walking it to the steps, and somebody's like, "Wait, here's a net." Mm-hmm. So I caught one like <laughs> literally like five seconds after that, and I just walked into the steps. <laughs> But yeah. that didn't make your day, did yeah. it? <laughs> I caught some more, so it worked out. Yeah, you caught a couple after that, at least. Yeah. I was happy with just the one big one. Now, you guys did mainly live bait or lures or what? I, I'm i mostly an artificial. Mainly artificial, artificial for sure. Well, I'd like to get into live bait. Well, <laughs> I get lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it, like, uh, it just depends. Yellow on perch is a live <laughs> Yeah. Usually. I get lazy. I just take a stick of dynamite. Yeah. yeah, yeah right, like, uh, right. Cast net them or something. <laughs> yeah. like, all right. My grandfather uses a lot of live bait in his pond. He's got monster, like 10 to 15 pound largemouth and 
thirty pound channel cats. Nice. He's been feeding them for 15, 20 years. It's like Tennessee or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Four, five pound bluegill and crappie. I mean, huge panfish. Wow. He uses a lot of live bait. He'll he'll use like a ten inch bluegill for the <laughs> bass, and he'll catch like a six to eight pound bass, and he'll have bigger bass come out and try to eat it. Holy cow! Sick. He had he had uh, his first muskie. What was it last year? On a crappie. Yeah, yeah on a crappie. Huh. That's awesome! Wow. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't use live bait that much, but I, I want to. It's fun. It looks cool. Yeah. It's fun. You just throw it out. Watch. Chill. So you can see the I usually do one of each. See, see yeah. I'll, I'll do one of each. I'll yeah. let something sit, mm-hmm. and especially and in the spring. Gin, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah once true. rockfish season starts, we're out there letting the eel soak, and then yeah, throwing lures. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of mine loves going rock fishing, and he went. This year was so upset because he didn't catch nothing. Yeah, it was. Not this year has been. He, been said, he blames it on a banana because somebody took a banana. <laughs> <rice> <laughs> yep. this year. We we did good at the beginning of June. We were catching our limited rockfish almost every time we went. And then it just shut down once the summer heat came. Right. Mm-hmm. But you just had to go enough to get them. And it was all at night. We were catching them at you know ten o'clock. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is there a limit? I mean, is there there are you. Because I know, you know, if you launch from a park, supposedly some parks close at a certain time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're out there on the water, can you be out there at any time? You can't yeah. keep them after 12. Yeah, 12, after 12. 12 and 5. 12, 12, 12 and 5, 5 okay. for rockfish, you can't keep them. What about, I mean, what about fishing in general? Yeah, you can be yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you can be out there 24-7 if you yeah. want. Yeah. Like Susquehanna State Park, you can be there all night as long as you're actively fishing. That's what the signs say. But Rock State Park and other ones, that's... They close at sunset and they'll kick you out if you're fishing or not fishing. The dam used to be open 24-7 before 9-11. Mm-hmm. Wow. The catwalk was open all night. Mm-hmm. It's killer wall awesome. fishing. Did you ever fish the catwalk lake? No, no. I would love to fish at the dam at night. So Josh is the only one that got yeah. to fish the catwalk. The only one that ever did. He was there in his little baby carriage. Yeah. His dad just <laughs> sets him down. and <laughs> chucked him over. <laughs> That's where I got my first rockfish. I think I was 12. Nice. <laughs> what are you 20 fifth, years ago. 15 now? Jeez. <laughs> 12 to 15 in 20 God. years. <laughs> now they yell at you if you get close to it. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Which is funny because you can go right up river to Safe Harbor and fish right off the... Yeah. I'd like to try that one this year, this spring. Yeah. Safe Harbor? Out there. Yeah, it's a, a, a dam above. Two dams up. Or two, two dams, dams up. A whole That's a pretty good okay. wall, yeah. Yeah. Then you got Safe Harbor. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, you know, it's the inconsistency in security is a little baffling. Yeah, I don't know. There's like, yeah. there's some weird. Uh, like, I won't get into. It. Yeah, I was, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. Don't get Josh started. There's like some like conspiracy theorists, like with the kind of Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's all in, you know when it comes down to it, it's all money based. Yeah, let's hear some corporation. I won't bring it up. <laughs> you don't want to hear me bring it up. <laughs> Conowingo, the, the catwalk was our go-to when I was in high school. We yeah, went up there uh, quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, my dad did a lot of it, a lot of fishing yeah. off of that catwalk. We get the, uh, the 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 big seller up there was the carp. If we caught those, because nobody eats carp, but there were there were people pay you for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you pull yeah. them up. Say, if it's cooked right, it's good. Yeah, yeah. give you ten fifteen bucks for that. Mm-hmm. So made the trip worthwhile. I actually went catfishing a couple weeks ago down in uh, D.C. and oh, we used carp for bait. Yeah, we didn't catch anything, but <laughs> <laughs> we in theory, he had pictures to say it worked. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to go do that. I think the greatest success, the success I ever had with catfish 
the bait I used was dough balls. Dough balls. Yeah. yeah. For a catfish or a carp? For catfish. Really? Yeah. So well, dough balls with blood. Huh. And I would nail catfish because I, like I said, I love catfish. And when I would go fishing in Marin or wherever, that's usually what I would fish for. Whenever I try a dough ball, it just comes off the hook. Never had luck with that. No. Shredded wheat. Just cast it, it hits the water and it dissolved off the yeah. hook in five minutes. I'm like, well, that was a joke. <laughs> when I was a kid, we would take shredded wheat and Kool-Aid mix. Cherry. Oh, you were serious about cherry, shredded wheat? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> cherry or strawberry Kool-Aid and make our own dough balls for carp. Hmm. And it was killer, man. You'd catch 40, 50 pound carp. They float? Or no? I don't know. I never... No. You never even used it. You don't know. You throw it out in a bowl. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm throwing out a bowl and a spoon of milk so here's breakfast. Of, yeah. Yeah. I'm throwing in 20 foot of water. I, mean, oh, okay. I don't know. The ball didn't it, float, though. Like I was using a top. weight. Okay. So, yeah. You don't. I got you. Carp you aren't on top. They'll hit, they'll hit the top. That's how people fly fish. Well, water. yeah. They use little mulberry flies. Look like a mulberry under a mulberry tree. It's funny. Like in Europe, like carp fishing is like a big deal. Mm. Like that's especially like their, in Europe. Oh, yeah, it's like right. the renowned fish for them. My There's cousins cars. live yeah. over yeah. there in England. And I mean, some of the pictures they post, big ones of all fifty, yeah. sixty pound carp. This mirror carp looked. Cool. I was gonna say the mirror with the big oh, all scales. All the fish they catch over They're there. Yeah, I mean, just monsters. Uh-huh. The whales catfish. Catfish. The whales yeah. catfish. Yeah. Wells. Well, that's a. I'm so sorry. Carp. Carp was like eating mud. I know they have a mud vein in them. Is what I've heard. Some kind of vein. Just tried it one time when I was a kid, and I said, nope, I'll oh, do it again. Yeah. They're stanky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. Wow. All right, so you guys put it on, on the tournaments, not other places. In other words, let's say if we wanted to do a tournament down here, but have you guys do it. Yeah, we could do we, it. I mean, we, you would just have to set it up. Okay. Get the permit. Yeah, you'd have to get a permit okay. for it. Um, we most, mostly do the black bass just because it's easier to get the permit for it. Right. Um you yeah, can do. It's hard for a stripe. You can get a striped bass one, but yeah, it's a little more detailed. I, I don't really get know. Permit from DNR. Yeah, DNR. Okay. Don is actually uh, pretty pretty good with DNR. He's in their back pocket, if you will. He he knows those guys pretty well. Mm-hmm. They just had they gave him an award last year. I can't remember what it bass was. Bass conservation. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It was some kind of black bass we conservation. All, he had us all take a little test for catch and release. The club members. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then DNR hooked us up. We got a bunch of bump bump boards and. Yeah. Uh, a couple well, that's and that's why I was asking about the nonprofit part in the beginning, mm-hmm. because if you know if you guys got that five hundred one c three, you know for everything you're you do out there, you could probably I, I would think be able to get grants to absolutely to help stuff. It's easier than yeah. yeah. Yeah, if we can get grants to start doing research, I would come back and work here doing bass research and stuff on the river. But that'd be awesome. There's a lot of there's already a lot of research done on it, and more. The arm cares a lot more about trout recently than warm water species. Well, I think trout, they're doing better now, yeah? Yeah, in Maryland, the trout have come back pretty good, the brook trout. Huh. In Western Maryland, they declared the Castleman River watershed. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a, the Castleman River is a famous river out in Western Maryland for stock rainbow trout fishing. But they finally declared that the brook trout have returned to the streams around, the, around there. Huh. So that's pretty cool. I um, Lou's big into, big into trout. Yeah, t- tell them yeah. about your trip that you took, Lou. Yeah, well, I hope to get my guide license soon, but um, this past summer I took a just a solo trip to the Catskills Park in New York. I um, I showed up in Roscoe, New York, 
aka Trout Town on Wednesday afternoon. Trout Town. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They have it on the signs. It's also known as Trout Town, New USA. I was like, oh cool. <laughs> I'm in the right place. So um, I got my fishing license and I asked the guy at the fly shop, hey, where can I go catch a few fish before it gets dark? And they sent me to this stream called Russell Brook and I fished it and I caught a brook or brown and a rainbow trout. My first hour of being there, I caught 20 more. And then I had to find a place to camp, so I found this map at the trailhead. And they said there was a wooden lean-to, like three miles into the woods, around the other side. So I drove around to that, and I hiked to the lean, hiked three miles to the lean-to. It got dark right when I got there. Just camped out in the middle of nowhere on this lake. It was a beautiful spot. Nice. All but, by um, himself, too. Yeah, like, this it is was so cool. The first <laughs> night was a little sketchy. I thought I was going to get eaten by a Sasquatch. Because <laughs> <laughs> three hours before when I was fishing, I was walking back, and I was walking along the trail off the creek, walking back to my car. And I look up in this meadow, and there's this wooden teepee structure up in the meadow. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I started walking towards it. I got about halfway, and there's it this moves. dead animal head stuck to the top of it. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> really I'm going to. <laughs> it was weird. It, it looked like a llama or a dog head. <gasps> I, didn't, I, w- I didn't get too much closer to it. But um, <laughs> I, I was taking a picture with my phone or my whatever camera I had with me. And I accidentally hit the video button, and you could hear me like, oh, nope, F that, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and you could hear me on it. I didn't post that one. But, yeah, and then the rest of the days I would just fish different creeks, and I never knew where I would camp for the night until, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But um, usually I just came, was got lucky and found a spot immediately, and it was fun. I don't think I've ever tried trout. It's fun. To fish? Yeah. For fish? Oh, yeah. I, I caught my first one this yeah, year with Lou, actually. I took him out. On yeah. a uh, little Hartford County brown trout trip, he did pretty good. I was going to ask you where where's the best place or where do you go around Hartford County for trout? So they stock Deer Creek, Rock State Park. They stock that with rainbow okay. trout in the fall and in the spring. In the spring, they have a closure period. It's closed from March first until the last Saturday of March. Mm-hmm. When okay. opening last Saturday of March is opening day for trout season in Maryland. Um, you're Which is crazy. Fish. It's shoulder to shoulder, 100 fishermen in a stream. And then after wow. those, after that day, everyone's done. So it's fine. You know, you get the whole river to yourself after that day. But um, well, the fish are gone, but you get the whole river. No, there's there's plenty of fish <laughs> in those yes. creeks. They stock they stock Deer Creek with the most fish in Maryland. Like Deer Creek gets the most rainbow trout in Did Maryland. Really? Yes. Gets almost ten thousand. But um, wow. The cool thing about trout fishing though is you like yeah. you get to walk and you get to yeah. see nature. Yeah. It's not it's you know more I really of enjoyed it's, it. It compared like. It's as active as kayak fishing, but walking. Because you know, then they used to say spot. little gunpowder. Little gunpowder. Gun yeah, the big, big gunpowder is full of brown trout. There's yeah. a catch and release section. I took Darwin from um, Pretty Boy Reservoir, the dam there, right. seven miles down to Bluemont Road. It's <laughs> uh, catch and release flies and artificial lures only. Yeah. And then after Bluemont Road, it's a two per day artificial only. And then after that, it's stocked five a day. What You can use bait or whatever you want. Yeah, but still, um, still touted as one of the best in the country. That area, mm-hmm. yeah. it's really. Like yeah. I think I've read yeah. it was number ten in the country. Yeah, people come from Europe to fish it. There's all sorts of fly shops around there. Yeah. Backwater angler is a big one, but um, it's not that great. It gets pressured, uh, really high pressured, and then the the dam this year has been running a lot of water. We had that problem. There was way too much water running when um we went. But you guys still, but, still yeah. I still got one yeah. there, and then we. I have. I, I, ma- I mainly fish little private streams. In Hartford <laughs> County. Any stream, you know, the size of this table in Northern Hartford County is probably going to have brown trout. So, Matt, do you yeah. make your own flies? 
No, it's a little, I tried that a few years ago, and it's a little too small and intricate for me. Okay. I'd rather just buy them with dollar fifty a fly than spend an hour. <laughs> stick with, we'll stick with making the custom rods. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Walden rods. I, I tried to make a fly. I tried to make some woolly buggers, the easiest one to tie, and they were. Mm, they did not do good. <laughs> they, they, they were, were buggers, but it wasn't woolly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my my favorite thing is wild trout fishing. I have. Hopefully I have a job lined up in Utah for this summer, working on the Green wow. River, doing trout research and invasive species removal. I applied for um, some jobs in Alaska at salmon hatcheries, some jobs in Idaho at trout research facilities and hatcheries, um, a brook trout restoration job in New Hampshire I applied for. Um, Living the dream. Yeah. yeah. I have an interview for the one in Utah on the Green River this this Friday. But awesome. Man. The first I'm going that. to Utah. <laughs> So how about dispelling a myth? Because I saw this a couple of weeks ago or so on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The speaking of stocking fish when they do airdrops. Uh, oh, that's okay. fine. It doesn't I mean, harm. Doesn't. I think it it's, it'll stun a few if a few of them are going to yeah. die. But right. there's no other way to stock them in these lakes that are so remote. Right. But I also don't agree with stocking fish over native fish. That's yeah. one of my biggest arguments with people is. Is why stock rainbow trout from the west coast? They, that's where they originate. Rainbow, rainbow trout are from the west coast. Brook trout are from the Appalachian Mountains, and brown trout are from Europe. They're invasive okay. altogether. So they're still invasive. They're they're more invasive than snakeheads. They're, really? They're honestly brown trout are worse than snakeheads for the ecosystem. But huh. people people like them, so that's why they. They're fit. not as ugly. They're not as ugly. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, and Maryland stocks rainbow trout over brook trout in Western Maryland. Over native brook trout, they'll put rainbow trout in the same river. I don't. I do not agree with that because they'll eat the rain, they'll eat the brook trout, eat their eggs, and compete for food. So when I'm, once I'm done Bang. getting experience with um, fisheries biology for the next five years, I'm probably going to come back and fight that. And get that. Good idea. What's the reason behind that? Do you know or? Reason why they stock it? Yeah, they hardier fish or, or they stock ra- rainbow trout are hardier fish. They're easy to grow. They don't stock brook trout because they're afraid of the gene gene genetic drift. They're afraid of introducing different um, brook strains. trout genetics and strains that aren't right. normal. Um, but I don't understand that either. Pennsylvania does a lot of stocking over fish too, but um, I just don't understand why they can't manage the water for the brook trout in a way that. It's a sustainable fishery instead of stocking it. But they mm-hmm. stocked brook trout too. I don't know. But they don't know. reproduce either. None of the most of the fish the state stocks doesn't don't reproduce. They usually stock females only. Um, but yeah. So what is it the DNR that actually stocks them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, I don't think much of it happens in Maryland. But in Pennsylvania, there's also a lot of clubs that stock. They they'll stock. They you get, can volunteer you know. too. I see yeah. a lot of guys volunteer. My brother-in-law does it, and. Um, I don't know if it's PA or Western Maryland. He, they, him and my nephew got in a float, and they would go in a tube, and they would That's drop them in different. Yeah, yeah. P- Maryland doesn't also doesn't do float stocking. PA will do. They'll dump. They'll dump a bunch of trout in a basket, and then they'll right. walk down the river and put them down and they'll put eat, put a net full of trout in each spot. But in Maryland, they find a bridge and dump. <laughs> uh, this looks like a good place here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> hit the bucket. Yeah, I, I was fishing out in Western Maryland. They had said they stopped the river the day before. I like, oh, I'll go get some trout for the for the freezer. I fished all sorts of spots from the river, and I didn't catch any. I got to this last spot, and it's like the most popular spot, and I caught ninety. 
Jeez. In one spot. Well, you know. where they don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they said they put 500 fish in, and they must have put them all in this one spot. But well, wow. other thing people don't realize about trout is how... Um, how soft and uh, delicate. Yeah, delicate. Yeah, that was the word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and delicate of, they are. A lot of pictures of people on Facebook like lipping a trout like a bass and stuff like that'll break their jaw. Yeah. You got to wet your hands before you touch them. They're delicate fish. Really? You, you only want to keep them out of the water for a minute tops, thirty seconds. Hmm. Wow. They, uh, it's just because they require such cold oxygenated water that um they can get stressed out. I got the run so down on it when I went fishing with them a couple of yeah. weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it'd be worse. You gotta get you gotta get on your hands and knees and wet your hands and take care of the fish. But as long it's as you take care of them, they'll be they'll be there forever. Yeah. Now, you ever do any fly fishing from the kayaks? I have on the river. Yeah, yeah. fly fishing yeah. from kayak is fun. I um I got a ten weight I tried on the river last year. Big salmon fly rod. I didn't catch anything on it, but I was able to wing the flies pretty far. But um. Yeah. But that would be. You didn't flip yours when you were doing it, did you? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got a beautiful picture when I was doing it too. But I caught a lot of crappy, and mm-hmm. I lost a nice bass. Yeah, that was yeah. It was in a reservoir. <laughs> he went to find that walleye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love flies. I do. I'll do fly fishing if I'm feeling like a challenge. Right. But usually, I get fed up like getting stuck in a tree and go right back to my spinning rod. I was in Chesapeake. That's where I was doing it. Nice. It was a nice day. I need to get a kayak. Yeah, man, you should get one. Mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's nice because if it floats, you can use yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's not like a boat. <laughs> yeah. If you keep the drain plugs yeah. in it. Yeah. Definitely yeah. yeah. keep the drain plugs yeah. in it. And it's so mobile. You can go anywhere in the country with your kayak and yeah. fish any lake you want. In Maryland, they don't. You don't. You know, as long as they're not motorized, you, you're not required to be registered. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Yeah. Once you motorize them, then you have to register. I still have to figure that even out. Even if it's a trolling motor. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. yeah any kind really? of outboard. About uh, to order a motor. Propulsion, we'll say. I'll let you know how mine is. Being registered. Doing but like what, with the pedals, that you're fine. You don't have to register. But any, yeah, any motor. How does that work with the pedals? Because, I mean, I know, you know, you have yours, you're, you can steer. I'm going to make it side heavy. So. Oh, well, they just have a rudder. Yeah, so you have a pedal. Underneath you have fins that are flipping to push you forward and back, and then you have the rudder on the back, and, mm-hmm. and you have a little cable or okay, so little handle. handle. Yeah, yeah, that's how you get yeah. the cable to the rudder. His never goes down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? His never goes My down rudder. half the time. Yeah, I gotta keep pulling it. And what's yours? Yours isn't pedaled, is it? No. 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 Well, you have a kayak. Yeah. What kind? Uh, hell, I forget now. It's been. Sit on top? No, it's a sit-in. Um, Sometimes sit-ins are better. What the heck is it? Especially for, like, kayak and small water, like assistance. Deer Creek and stuff like yes, that. Yes, it's a wilderness. I wouldn't want to take I'm trying to think of the vibe model. down the Deer Creek, but... I did it in Fair Hill. So. I, I've, I got a buddy of mine. <laughs> He's an older <laughs> guy, and he has a sit-in. bottom every time. And he mm-hmm. just freaking murders it in the thing. Like, he catches fish. You catch more fish than I do. And he goes out in the dead of winter in it. Like, oh, he's I, he's just, he's hardcore. Who's that? This guy I met, his name's, uh, he's buddies with Bruce Keelman, which is, okay. I don't, you know him? I've he works at Bass Pro. I met your buddy his Eric buddy, the other day. His buddy's name's Scott, and I was just telling him that he's got to sit in. And he just murders in it. Hmm. I mean, he just slays fish right yeah. and left. Dude. He's out in the middle of winter, you know? Yep. Just tiny little sit-ins. But I, I did it. my old kayak that I used to have, um, I did. I'd set up a fishing, uh, two fishing holders on it, 
uh, rod holders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not not into it like you guys are, but I, I go out once in a while and, and fish. Um, it's fun. I mean, I'm not. I can go out there and catch nothing all day, and I'll be happy. Oh, yeah. it's, just, it's, just be happy. it's like an adventure experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but this one, I haven't. This one is. I just got this past summer. I got back into it, so just take it out and paddle around. around and, mm-hmm. yeah. Have you ever been up to like northeast or anything? Um, northeast, no. Uh, been over by the the Canal. Oh, okay. Um, Do you go in the canal? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I did what you did and go all the way up and under the bridges and. Yeah, so you know. we don't. We've, we've gone out. I, I went out there. Mainly the basin. Yeah, the basin and yeah. stuff. But okay. The canal, that place gets. That water rips. Yeah. That water rips. <laughs> that water rips. I might have to look because I was thinking of recommending you guys and my nephew and his buddy and going up there, but if you think it's that dangerous, maybe we'll rethink it that. Can, it can be. It, yeah. The C&D canal can get, can get pretty crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm so not an I, expert. I, I, would, just do, I, would, I would say North, I love Northeast yeah. just for, because yeah. it's, you have a park, it's a soft launch you can do there. You have a bunch of nature. Um, if you're just going to go around, you can see a bunch of different birds and you get to see a lot of different things. I, I, that's what I like about Northeast. Yeah. Maybe a snakehead. Maybe a snakehead. <laughs> Yeah, been to um, Elk Neck. Um, oh, okay. Taking it off there. As a yeah. matter of fact, when I first got my first one, we went up to the beach up there, and I took it out, and uh, one of these huge cargo ships was coming down. Oh. And you know the the wake that they when they oh, pull yeah. in, and then the wake comes Sounds back fun. out. Yep. Well, I went up like this, and I thought, <laughs> and it's only like two feet deep, but I didn't know it. But I went up <laughs> like this on the wake, like that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Jeez. That's what, like, I mean, uh, we have to be safe and everything, but when those ships come through, that's it's, a of, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love, I <laughs> we all, we all like, wait around, it. and when they go by, we all just go real quick trying to <laughs> go over them. Yeah. <laughs> we were out on the river was doing a float trip. We floated from the dam towards to Lapidum one day, and it, at the last, like, Eighth of, <laughs> eighth of a stretch, it got insanely windy. The wind—it was, was a blowing, south wind. Yeah, yeah. The wind was blowing up the river. It completely stopped the we river. Had to paddle against <laughs> just to get oh, down. Yeah. It was crazy. It was good exercise. Crazy. And we got down to the calmer water near Lapidum. It was probably two foot, through two and Dude, a half foot was, roller waves. That yeah. was that was during a striper research. Uh huh. That was during a, a club event, the striper research event that our club does. But um. <laughs> So you do re- not just tournaments, but yep. also research yeah. events. Yeah, with iAngler, we take a picture. During those events, we take a picture of the fish, and Don will collect them all at the end of the day and send them off to DNR with all the measurement data. And they'll use them for population estimates and stuff like that. Cool. Great. We could tag them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we could. You can tag them. Yeah. yeah. They have a program now where they send you all the tagging See, equipment. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah hopefully that'll be part them. of my job when I go to Utah is tagging cutthroat trout. It so. seems like this year we were talking about the uh, – the, the fish. It seems like this year that it's been a really big decline in the big rock Striper, fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of in the river. A lot of people did really good up north. On like, it seems like they almost skipped the chest the the Chesapeake, or they were only in they were in and out because they they breed there in the spring. But the guys up north, Montauk Point, Maine, right? Stuff yeah, like yeah. That, they in get the Chesapeake Bay, though, it's the what is it? What's the canal in Massachusetts? Oh uh, well, Cape Cod, Cape Cod. Cape Cod Canal yeah. was Cod on was fire this year. It they was were, pretty good. There was a, they had a good mackerel run in August and September, and it's because all the fish wanted to get away from the debris down yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 that's a lot. They they kind of just 
shot right. I think they just shot right up there this year after they were done in the bay. I follow enough of the boating guys on Facebook that to right. kind of get their uh, their opinions on it, and it you know it seems like this year was off for them in the Chesapeake. Mm-hmm. But that kind of brings fish. us. Mm-hmm. They're trying to you know get away from keeping those large female mm-hmm. fish because yeah. they're the breeders, and that's what's going to bring the generations of fish. Yeah. You know, some of these big fish are 30, 40 years old. They should have a slot limit, nothing over like 36 or 40 inches. To be kept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did that in Virginia for the redfish, and they're like Thriving. doubled in numbers yeah. right now. So, you know, hopefully, you know, DNR will you know recognize that and take the steps necessary to to protect the fish. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest yeah. issue is, contr- uh, is um, commercial. It's not recreation fishermen. It's the commercial fishermen that are allowed to keep them for like longer in West. They're allowed to keep them the season longer in Virginia, and then they can keep them right at the mouth of the bay as they're coming in. But um, hmm. yeah, it's. I don't think it's anything. The the recreational fishermen have a little bit of an impact, but it's mainly commercial, in my opinion. And then you got a few poachers. That's about it. Poachers are definitely an issue. Yeah, tell them about the guy. A couple hundred pounds of fillets of mm-hmm. stripers that he had above the catch and release line. Whoa. Yeah, I've, oh, yeah. I've witnessed some bad poaching in oh, yeah. the spring up at the Susquehanna. They, they employ uh, the sheriff's office with drones now. DNR works with them. They have drones now. Like cameras. Cameras, cameras, cameras that mean, out on the river. Night vision. They'll night stake vision. out. Poaching's that bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'd just say it was 100 pounds. Over 100. They yeah. caught a guy, a kayaker, that was catching fish below the line. And then taking him up to that uh, island right Filleting there. Filleting him right throughout the Cut night. Right and then there. hiding him in his kayak. 100 pounds we of fillets. him when he was doing that. Yeah. Wow. So, we were probably out laughing when he was And his reasoning was because he works during you know, the, the season when you can't catch him. And what do they do? Just give him a fine? <laughs> yeah. See, that's the problem. It's they a slap on the wrist. They might, take really? your, they might take your license or something. For six for, months. But if he's months. poaching, why does he care? Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if he has a license. Yeah. It I think they, they, they it's not yeah. strict enough. Yeah, yeah it's just right. like bigger fifty fines. grand or something yeah. like that. And now just the talk him. is about moving the line below to the ninety-five bridge instead of because right now where there's the line, there's these rocks out in the middle of the river. They call them twin rocks. Right. And it goes from the rocks to the jetty wall over on Port Deposit, and then from the mm-hmm. rocks to I'm not sure point exactly top of the top yeah, point, the top point of Lapidum. So that's your you can't target. Striper past that line above it, you can't. Above, up, yeah. I'm sorry, upriver of the line. It. But now they're trying to break that, move that from there back to the 95 right, bridge, which would suck. Yeah, I mean it would it would destroy it for kayaking. Yeah, it would. I but mean, pretty I much. I don't think they're going to move it for enforcement. You know, enforcement. Or like this year it's staying ease. the same. I found out the other night from Kayla. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. staying the same so far. So. We'll see. Yeah, they had a meeting, you know, and a bunch of kayakers showed up to it and expressed their opinions on it. So hopefully. And the kayakers just want to go catch fish. I think it should stay the same. But it's tough. Like I said, if you move that, that line to 95, that's going to knock oh, out yeah, the kayaking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good, what, three miles maybe, four miles from Lapidum? What, the 95 bridge? The 95 bridge, yeah. bridge it, yeah. it should stay the same. A lot of these fishermen don't understand the, the fisheries biologist stuff about it. So that hooking these fish above, up after the deep water messes their eggs up they'll, they'll swim away but they'll drop their eggs the eggs will die right when like after all the stress of catching them right. so wow yeah i used I, to want to catch them you know in the spring and like off where the dialing line stuff is and not I, I wouldn't do it do you guys go out and teach like classes to people on this stuff no we, we, we all talk about it when we link up fishing it's, it's mostly what like it's like it's a community they were talking about 
Like, I like think that'd be a good idea, though. Yeah, you got Because, you know, I was uneducated before, and I went on charters and kept, you know, nice trophy-sized fish yeah. that mm-hmm. now I wouldn't keep. Right. You know, and, it's just yeah. you learn. And there's guys DNR does, DNR does, people think they don't know best, but they definitely do know what they're talking about when they set the regulations. But, um. But that's the thing a, is. That's the type of thing you can get grants for if you yeah. guys get mm-hmm. serious about that. Yeah. Because I think if you guys would go out and do it, and say somebody from DNR doing it, I think. Mm-hmm. People would listen to you more, definitely, because you're out sure. there. Well, you're not that authoritative time. figure. You're exactly. Not, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, Don's got to get that five hundred one c three set up. Yeah. Well, and Don and I are kind of the business end of the thing. Don's obviously the owner, right? And I'm kind of his per se partner, and we we've discussed that a couple of times before. I was going to do it, and then I just got busy with spring and didn't didn't get to it. But that's in the works. Um, I think we're still going to keep the LLC. Well, yeah, because you just can always do, do the, a non-profit under it. Yeah, yeah, and just do the non-profit. You know, I'd, like you said, that'd be easier for grants and just like a fish yeah. foundation or something. Mm-hmm. That just didn't sound right. Fish foundation. Fish foundation. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. So, Susquehanna River Fish Foundation. Yeah, it's got a ring to it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would just get rid of that. Get rid of the Susquehanna because you had the Susquehanna River Fish Foundation. Then people think that's what you're focused on. Yeah, but you guys go everywhere. And I think that's kind of what holds us back in general. Is we tried to expand the club and move down towards Baltimore, even up towards you know up further on the Susquehanna. Even DC. But it's like yeah, it's the Susquehanna River Fishing Club. So yeah. it kind of limits you. You know, I think it feels perception of it. It feels a good spot. There's there's tons of clubs. Yeah, and that's the thing with Facebook. There's clubs everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, every right. region has a fishing. Oh club. yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not talking about. Don't change the name of the club. Mm-hmm. But if you start a five hundred one c three, have a different name under it. Right. Yeah, because yeah. that way it, get it, it broader. Broader. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can focus more everywhere. You know, whether you call it, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> right. No, that makes sense to me. Keep keeping keeping the fish alive. Mm-hmm. Fish in Maryland waters. waters. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so so many things you, because I mean, we all, I mean, we had what was it last year? The big fish killed down here two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Which I don't think they ever did say what caused it. Yeah, I read like algae bloom yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I follow that guy Scott Sewell on Facebook, and he seems. And apparently, it wasn't just was, this area. It was all the way over to I think was it. I was saying right now about bird, like Bird River. Yeah, Bird River. Another, yeah, all the way across Bird River and then down. Yeah, it, yeah. The algae bloom was the consensus, but you know, you're right. A lot of people question that. I mean, I saw it hiking up and down the gunpowders. It was really bad last two years ago, um, but that doesn't explain downriver. You know, into the right. bay and and. Uh, well, have you guys seen the algae bloom that happened down in uh, Florida? The red, oh, the, the red, red tide, tide yeah, yeah, coming out of uh, terrible. Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that just kind of shows you what you know, mankind, and mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking you're you're doing this to help, and mm-hmm. then something like that happens. Right, you're yeah, totally altering. Uh, we destroyed the waterways in Florida when we developed that. Everything was channelized. We learned a lot about. But that it's you know, it goes back to say it's all about that dollar. Yep. You know, the sh- the sugar yeah. business. You it, know, it was sugar for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Big sugar. Um, yeah. But what do you do, you know? Not have sugar? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, yeah, man. It is, that's, a, that's a double-edged sword for sure. There's definitely more conservative well, sweet taste and fish out yeah. there, though, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they got and, – and, you know, it's been happening down there for years, but with the uh, – 
with Facebook and social media, yeah. it's really came to forefront because yeah. people are focused on it. So. Yeah, and the other, the other problem down there too around there is, is development, simple development. They're they're like anywhere really else, it, they're allowing things too close to the water. Mm -hmm. The watersheds are being destroyed. Mm -hmm. um, so above and beyond the sugar industry, it's just plain old <coughs> development. All the runoff from from uh, sewers and water plants and everything else. So. And you see that up here as well. You're right. constantly oh, reading yeah. about things getting yeah. dumped and oh, yeah. uh, what was it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the suds up in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania yeah. Trib, Corpus huh? Creek or it's something. Terrible. There was a Pennsylvania Trib to the Susquehanna that there was a. I guess it was like the soft soap brand. Yeah. Like hand soap that it had a soap spill in one of these creeks and it just filled with suds and it like was just wow. horrible. Bubbles. Yeah. Bubble bath galore. Yeah. Bubble bath creek. New name. <laughs> God. Yeah, and then that went right into the Susquehanna River. They had a bad sewage spill in Deep Creek Lake a few years ago. At Deep Creek Lake? Mm hmm I think it was actually happened last year. Well, I was, uh, it wasn't it last year when they drained it? Deep Creek? No. I, I thought they just drained that not too long ago. That's, um, they drained it. Or not Deep Creek. Uh, yeah, Deep Creek. That's one in Western Maryland, right? Yeah, no, they don't drain Deep Creek. That. They, it does go down in winter withdrawal. They take the water down, and then Wisp Ski Resort uses a lot of water from Deep Creek. Yakagani Reservoir is the one that they really shrink down in the winter. Okay. There's a, I kayaked there this past spring, or this past fall, and the water was, you know, normal lake. But now if you go, there's a launch at a road called Mill Run mm -hmm. Road, and um, the water's 200 yards out, and it's all dry lake bed. Jeez. Wow. It's cool to see though because you can see all the structure for fishing in the summer. There's an old house foundation out there that's <laughs> sure to be good for smallmouth in the summer. But um, yeah, and the, but when it's like that, a lot of people say you got to go out there in the winter and catch the muskie and right. stuff like that because it's a little more concentrated. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. I got to try that out. Cool. Mm -hmm. Muskie and northern pike in there. Smallmouth supposed to be really mm -hmm. good too. So, if somebody wants to join the club, since you're not going to be doing dues, if they don't want to enter the tournament, how do they join? Uh, you go to our website, uh, which is, which, which is uh, I know you're going to ask me that. I think it's Susquehanna River Fishing Club dot com. No, it's Susquehanna River Fishing or something. Susquehanna River Fishing dot com. Either way, it'll be. You can, it'll you can, be, the you can link find it. Here, yeah, you can so find it from our Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Find it from our Facebook page, and then you just you just want to log in, which is at the very top of the page. Log in, mm -hmm. sign up, make a profile for yourself, and bada bing, bada boom, you're in. You guys do a newsletter or anything? Or we don't do a newsletter. Media? We have a uh, private chat that you would become a member of, and yeah, that's, private group. That's pretty Facebook. much where most of our communi communication takes place. We have a group chat as well, which is uh, the Susquehanna River Fishing Club group chat, Don Golf, Darwin Hayward. Um, that's another way of communicating. But most, of, it seems like most of the communication is through the group chat now, yeah. mm -hmm. which is kind of bad for social media because, <clears throat> you know, you want that outreach in your group chat. But Well, on your social media page, are you guys doing a lot of your research work out there? Putting we, that out there? Oh, that's so. Then we also have the main page, which is just the Susquehanna River Fishing Club page, okay. and mm -hmm. that's where you'll find all of our club info, the okay. info. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, will do like a fishing report and put that up there. And that's blogs. what people wants to, see, you know, that's what people want to see. They want they want to see fish. They don't want to see us talking about, uh, you about know, research fish, of this. Yeah. And, right. um, well, some people would though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Actually, fishermen, yeah, they want to see you fishing, but yeah, I mean. Lou did a, uh, a thing for uh, trash. 
He did mm-hmm. a little yeah. right up on some trash, and it just went fire. I mean, yeah. people ate it up. I set up a, like a trash cleanup on the Bush River on Route 40 two years ago, and we posted about that was it. two years ago? Yeah, that yeah. was two years ago. 2017, we did it, but uh, we got like 18 bags of trash out of right there. For the where the bush is on Fort. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It was. It's. And it's I, bad, I, I went down there again a couple yeah, weeks ago. Terrible. It was. It's. Uh, people. Uh, people live there. I'm sure there's campsites yeah. out there. The you know, homeless people live there, but. Um, <laughs> Man, yeah, milk jugs everywhere. It's trash. Yeah. Fish and fishermen are bad too. Oh yeah. yeah. Most. Of, I'd like yeah. to thank most of the guys in our club at least. Pick up what they drop. I, I think. I think. Yeah. Most but, of our. Club members are usually pretty, yeah, pretty good. Most, I've, everyone I've fished with in the club is, you know, conscientious about what they're leaving, leave no trace. Mm-hmm. But and then you go to this spot like the Bush River, and there's fishing line hung on the trees. There's lure packages on the ground. There's worm boxes on the ground. Yeah, there's it's like there's two different cultures of fishing. Yeah, you got the people that want to keep everything they catch, and you know, they're out there to drink and catch fish and not have fun. But, and you got the people that catch and release and keep every once in a while and not their trash everywhere. Right. Yeah. Seems like most kayakers are conservative-minded people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The ones that I've encountered. Yeah. And then you got the leisure birders who... Yeah, I mean, you know, it is, people are going to, you know, <coughs> use fishing and enjoy yeah. fishing differently. Yeah. Who am I to say that, you know, you can't have a drink when you're fishing? If that's exactly. what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Right. As long as you're doing it legally... Yeah. There's no. But if you leave a pile of beer cans next yeah. to the Bush River, that's yeah. a little messed up. Just pick the trash yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking my son, and you know, it's it's kind of nice in the fact that I can show him and teach him. You know, we need to pick this up. You know, yeah. even though we didn't make this mess, we need to mm-hmm. pick it up. Right. Because right. if you don't, it's going to end up in the water, and then who knows where it goes from there? Mm-hmm. The giant ocean plastic islands. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen. I saw yeah. some on Facebook yeah. the other day. It was all these animals that were like messed up from litter, like a uh, sea turtle that had a um, mm-hmm. the the little yeah the yeah. things that your six pack comes in, yeah. the little plastic thing. You know, yeah, plastic and things. it was like around its yeah. midsection, and it was like tiny in the middle. It's yep. Yeah. Well, there's like I know there's a company, maybe two companies out there now that are really pushing the biodegradable. Yeah. Six pack yeah. holders. A straws, lot of I, a lot straws of small, are getting taken it, out. Small breweries I, are doing that. The, the biodegradable things, and some of them are even like edible to fish. Yeah, huh. but yeah. Ocean City, you can't have straws. You said really? straws. I just had yeah. a company. Re- and I don't know why I they reached that. out to me through Harford County Living Company out of California, or whatever. I could figure <laughs> California with California. the straws. Um, <laughs> but they asked me if they could send me some straws for for us to try. Oh sure, 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 sure. No problem. There's they're hay straws. Uh, okay. So that's what they're made out. They're made yeah. out of hay. So they emailed me back and asked me how were they. I said, well, yeah, they're great for cocktails. <laughs> I said, but for sodas or anything? I said, no, because they're skinny straws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, that's what they're made for, cocktails. Oh, okay, then they're perfect. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for cocktails, they're great. Because you, know? <laughs> you, you really think boaters, how many boaters are out there drinking cocktails? Whew. A lot of them. Well, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, then again, they probably are. Yeah. But most, most of them are, are beers or the kids are having sodas. Yeah. Have the mini yeah. bar yeah. out on the... Yeah, the, the, the mini bar out. <laughs> yeah. Drinking Bloody Mary's at 6 o'clock in the morning. There oh, go. man. God. You guys, <laughs> you guys have anything to add? Give, what's uh, the Facebook page to... Uh, Susquehanna River Fishing Club is the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, there's the group chat. Sus- Susquehanna River Fishing Club group chat. By Don Golf and Darwin Hayward, 
And uh, if you do decide to sign up, you can sign up on uh, through the Facebook page. It, uh, there's a link to go to our website. Uh, you can sign up, log in at the top, make a profile. That will get you access to our Susquehanna River Fishing Club members only page. And uh, just reach out to one of us. Any of us here will gladly take you fishing. Mm -hmm. um, Besides Josh, he's super secretive. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you, but no. Do, do you get a lot of people um, inquiring about, you know, hey, take me out, show me what it's about? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. taken a yeah. lot of people I never even met mm -hmm. before, just first time. I met all these guys. Yeah. I met all these guys through the club. Josh, Josh yeah. takes yeah. people, yeah. so when he rolls, he's yeah, got a way back. There. Right. 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 This yeah. one guy showed up in a swan boat with like six trolling motors uh -huh. on it. He said he had a kayak and. It was like this swan thing. It was pretty cool, whatever it was. And <laughs> he caught fish, man. Yeah. A swan? And that was the first what time I ever swan? met him. Like a, like a pedal boat? It, like that. Yeah, it like, like it the looked like it was in the Baltimore Harbor. That's boat. awesome. That they cut the swan head off and turned it into Oh, you did an actual swan? Yeah, yeah. I would have totally let the swan head somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I've even had clubbers <laughs> come out and fish with me in Western Maryland while I'm in school. I had a club member come out and he. We went brook trout fishing in the morning. We He got out there like 9 o'clock. We went out and caught 20 brook trout, 30 brook trout. And then I dropped him off at, or I showed him the Lake New Germany Lake, and he caught a nice four or five pound largemouth. Yeah. He did it all in one day, and then he drew it back home. He just joined this year, too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Elliot, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Army guy, just joined. Mm -hmm. we got to get so. him on some yellow perch. He, yeah, wants, he, wants, he wants to get some yellow perch. I think he's on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, reach out. You know, That's how I met Don was right. followed him on Facebook and reached out to him, and he invited me to go fishing with him. Right. And uh, same with all these guys. Oh, yeah. I met him all through the club, and mm -hmm. just we have a you know, shared c compassion with, uh, with fishing, so it was kind of easy. Well, if you, if you guys do get that 501c3, let me know because I'd like to get you back on again. That way we can promote it and okay. well, actually get you guys donations too. Absolutely. Yeah, That's great. We all know that. That's your 501c3 donations so help. Right, right. Helps with the yeah, research definitely. and everything Absolutely. too. So, um, once again, if you want to be on the Hartford County Living Podcast, it is free to come on. Just uh, reach out, email us at podcast at hartfordcountyliving.com or call 443. 982 and you guys don't do it but you said you would speak to people if need be right oh absolutely oh, you yeah. can reach out to me and everything, i so. have i have a uh, another page also the bearded angler that's my fishing blog page um that's you yeah that's me <laughs> okay so you know I, i'm not an expert like josh um you know he has the 25 years of experience over me unfortunately <laughs> but i'll show you everything that i know and yeah. uh i would love to take you out Definitely. Good. I've Good. got a page in the works too. Yep. Just been slack and my guide page is in the works. <laughs> it's been slack. I've been flipping too many times. <laughs> Josh Josh spends too much time fishing. To yeah, that's my problem. Oh god. Internet challenge. Internet challenge. It's a weekly event that you have to catch a fish each over week nine inches. over nine inches. Um one fish forget how many yeah. species it is. One fish a week for what is it, two months? Yeah. For it's a winter challenge right now. Okay. So you have to catch one fish, log it over nine inches, one a week. And that goes, and then whoever at the end of that couple months has the most fish caught will win. I think, I think it's like a $100 bass pro yeah, card. Yeah, it's a bass pro card. Yeah. But this is for club members. Yeah. Yeah, club yeah. members only. And okay. it's not the, you sure it's not the rockfish charter? 
for all no. the points? Then, is that all the points? Then it goes towards your member of the year points when, like, we have another sprint. Yeah, he won the last year's. So it's like yeah. we have the tournaments. So there's benefits of being a member. Oh, yeah. I mean, For Josh sure. won a free kayak. He got a yeah, $1,000 kayak. That was a $1,000 kayak. kayak. Yeah. The kayak he flipped. But yeah, so. Um, you also get the, the tournaments. From our sponsors. Yeah, yeah and all the members have, I think most of them are 25% off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the 25. So our sponsors give us a code that you can use during checkout, and it gives you 25% off their products. Dry suits. Um, dry suits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stinky pants is a, a fish. Oh, stinky help pants. Help me out here. Stringer. 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 Yeah. And uh, who's another one? Torquedo. Striper sniper. Striper sniper. Jig the bay. Jig the bay. They're all you know local companies and John just, Fink with. Uh, Real estate. Yeah, real estate. Get 25% yeah. off a house. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that, that, don't know how that works. <laughs> no. But, yeah, so we have the uh, – how many tournaments are they doing this year? Five? Six. Six. Probably. Man, we're, like, we're terrible. So the six tournaments plus your internet challenges and the research events, you get mm-hmm. uh, you get points for showing up for those as well. And then all that uh, – Accumulates into a, a total points, and the winner of that is going to be the winner, the member of the year. And this year, we're giving away a uh, charter fishing trip with uh, Chesapeake. Chesapeake. Brad Foxwell. Yeah, Brad Foxwell is the captain. It's Chesapeake Bay Adventures. Mm-hmm. The name Chesapeake of the Fishing Adventures. Yeah. Chesapeake Fishing Adventures. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's for what six people or something. Six people. Mm-hmm. He's got a freaking sweet Parker center console. Dude. It's brand awesome. spanking new. Yeah. I, we went out with him a couple months ago on it. It's He's all like about that light tackle spider. jigging too. It's all light tackle, striper, stuff. top water jigging. Yeah, it's 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 really nice. Just being out on is nice. It's like a 2018 boat. It's mm-hmm. it's sweet. And Josh, you won it last year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You won a kayak. Yeah. Who's in the lead this year? There's 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 a hundred. I think there's a hundred people that signed up this year. So for that, wow. it'll be for everything for the oh, okay. they're just members. Okay. So it, it'll probably be a little bit more competitive this year for I you, Josh. So. I think we have this. So for the winner, <laughs> for the winner, we have uh, fifteen. Um, I was right 15. now. I think three, for the internet I think challenge, there's three people tied for first. No, me and him are first. What did it start? Jan- <laughs> did it start January first? That was the first. Yeah, that's the winner. Uh, uh, right. That was Brian Noel. Yeah. Okay. I never even signed up for it. I think I'm going to do the summer. I, I can't compete with these guys. They fish every day, so I was like, I'm not even going to disappoint myself by signing up. <laughs> well, I was going to say they're down there ice fishing before yeah. they even oh, came. Yeah, here. right. Without an invite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last oh. Sour, sour grapes here. Yeah, you didn't get an invite. <laughs> no, man. So they just called you well, and said, "Hey, a, come pick us up." We, <laughs> we assume most people way. are working because our weekend is Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, we have all okay. Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, so otherwise they would have invited you. Mm-hmm. Let's face it: most of us either like to watch football or play football, whether it's professional, college, or high school. But keep in mind. Most of them people that play, they got their start somewhere, and more than likely, it was probably in rec football. And right now, the Joppa Town Seahawks are holding registration for football and cheer. We'll have a link right here on the podcast, in the podcast notes, and also on our website, HartfordCountyLiving.com. So go on there and sign up. Again, that's the Joppa Town Seahawks football and cheerleading program 